Agent Power Huddle is a daily jumpstart, giving you all the tools you need to create an amazing real estate career. Led by top experts in the field, you'll learn how to sell more houses in less time while creating the life you want. Welcome to the Agent Power Huddle. Good morning. Good morning. Uh, on the way to the office today, uh, I realized I'm like, it's President's Day. And I'm just wondering, like, do we celebrate every president or like just some? Like, not sure how that holiday works. Uh, and then, too, I was, you know, just having one of those mornings where, like, I haven't even had any coffee, but just full transparency. I am on one this morning. Like, I'm like, I don't know if I'm nervous. I'm feeling a little shaky. I'm like, I'm like, I got all kind of things going on this morning. And I don't know if you guys remember uh, the wrestling, you know, WWF wrestling back in, in like, I guess I'm dating myself in the 80s where you had like, he, not He-Man, Hulk Hogan and Iron Sheik and Andre the Giant. But this morning, I was singing the national anthem for Nikolai Volkov. Like, I'm from Oakland, California, and somehow I was just inspired to start. That's probably wrong, but that's what was going on in my head this morning. So I'm just being transparent that this guy right here has got a few loose screws, and I'm going to be talking about Learn how you learn. So this, Lisa, help me out. If um, <laughs> if I go on some sort of tangent, just say, just bring me back in and say, Theodis, come on, come on, got you. All right, so today I'm just going to be sharing some, some insights of why it's important for us to, uh, <laughs> to, you know, bring some attention to, like, how do we really retain information? Like, what is the best way for you to learn? And, you know, it just makes me think about how, how long we went as a society with the, the one-size-fits-all mentality. You know, I have two kids, right? Now, you know, two kids. So they've definitely helped me understand that everybody's brain is not wired the same. But yet the old school way of teaching is you put 30 kids in the classroom and you put one person in front of those 30 kids and expect those 30 kids to get an equal education. I mean, think about that. That is absolutely freaking nuts. You know, because I think about when I was in the classroom, you know, some teachers, I was really engaged. And then some teachers, I it was like they were speaking lang uh, English, but it felt like a different language. And then it took so much energy to try to follow, like, where is this teacher going? That I eventually got bored. And then I started to act out because I'm like, I didn't, this is, I don't understand what they're talking about. So I'm just going to start acting a fool. And I think about like how many of us got in trouble or, you know, referrals are sent out of the class simply because it wasn't the teacher was bad. It was just we were speaking a different language. And I'll go into how that's important in our in our businesses. But just wanted to share, you know, a few stories, you know, my personal stories on why this is something that's 
extremely cl- close to, you know, my heart and what I think about and what I pay attention to. Um, I have, you know, both my kids five years apart. Our daughter's the oldest. She's a tattoo artist. Um, she has like a 3D printer in her head. I've seen her like do her get ready for her her drawings and her and her artwork that she's going to put on someone's body. Now, mind you, these body parts are different sizes. Some are bigger, some are smaller. Some skin is stretchy, and the amount of detail that goes on on in her brain to be able to do these pieces is just off off the charts. And then my son. He, I remember in third grade, you know, geography, geography class, he memorized, he could visualize all the states on the map. He could, they were blank and he could just put them all in by remembering like where each state went. And both of them, you know, have different ways of learning their information. And it made me think about myself, like, you know. I acted up a lot in the classroom and it wasn't because I was smart, but I think I did have a touch of ADD. So if you were just a touch, uh, so if the teacher was, you know, whatever, well, let's put it this way. There are some, some horrible teachers out there and I'm not talking, and I'm not talking about the good teachers. These are just some people who are teaching because they couldn't do find anything else. So they say, forget it. I'll just teach. And they don't want to be there. I'm speaking to those teachers, not the teachers that work hard, that are there for our kids, that are extensions of ourselves. But there's just some horrible teachers out there. But I remember, you know, after going through high school, you know, I was in, you know, I got the uh, pre-calculus and the, the teacher there. It was so monotone. It was like, first of all, we're talking about parabolas. I'm like. I don't know how to spell it. Why do I need it? Why are we charting parabolas in the, you know what I mean? I'm like, I don't care about a parabola. I don't, what the hell is a parabola? And then, you know, uh, I got into college and then we were had to read all these books. I'm just like, really? Like, how is this applying to anything that I'm doing? So long story short, I did drop out of college. Um, but when I got into the trades, Back into the, the math part, Mr. Hargrave, guy with a tie-dye shirt, long ponytail, Birkenstocks. He looked like he just took a bong hit, right? But he was brilliant. He was a genius. And he he taught me algebra trig in a way that I've never, I didn't know it existed. And it helped me use it in different applications, like for building and, and creating stuff. So when I walk out of, when I look at stuff now, because of that experience with Mr. Hargrave, I see lines that used to be invisible to me. You know, once again, he was he spoke a certain language, he animated the learning process, and it really resonated with, with how my brain works. Another thing that I noticed is when I learned how to weld, I learned how to weld by simply simply watching, listening. And and just from the feel of, of the trigger or, or you know the, the tungsten and and how it sounded like like I could tell if a machine was set right by the way the weld sounded. Now two years later, and then mind you, I was doing German level welding welding work 
as a pre-apprentice. So fast forward two years later, when I got into the actual classroom, I was like, whoa, this is way too dense. Like, this. first of all, it looked like I was looking at hieroglyphics. And then they were talking about polarity and welding shield gases and trimix and all this stuff that once again, I was like, what am I going to do with all this, right? So I realized that part of my 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 learning style is I'm a very tactile person. I need to touch stuff. You know, I, I can't just sit sit still and take it all in open up the top of my lid and just have all the information come in and, and um, you know, and learn what whatever it is I'm supposed to be learning. So let's just fast forward to real estate. I mean, our industry is definitely can be ultra dense when it comes to take all the information and all the things that we have to learn. I remember when I got my license in 2005, I said, I'm not going to test to get my broker's license to I sell at least 250 transactions, right? So I got to 250. And then when I started to study for my broker's license, I realized there was so much I still didn't know. You think after 250 transactions, you know, that's, you know, you you, you got a pretty good handle on things. Not. It was an extremely humbling experience to get my broker's license. And I remember I was saying to myself, they had these big, thick books at the time. Like, I'm going to read each page from beginning to end. So I want to make sure that I, I learned my trade. So I had my experiences in, in the sheet metal industry and I treated real estate the same way. I was going to learn my trade. But what I'm getting to is... Uh, You know, as we're in our businesses and we're learning a a new skill, how to market, whatever it is we're we're trying to learn, um, if you find yourself, it's just feeling like you're putting yourself through a meat grinder. If If you find yourself just expending so much energy to pay attention, I think it's a real good idea just to push back and and just ask yourself, hey, am I taking in this information the best way for me, you know, because I, I ran three offices for five years and I see agents all the time. They're buddies. They, you know, these, these agent buddy groups, like, let's go take this coaching program or let's do this together. And everyone's all excited. They sign up for the same coaching program, right? Then guess what? Some agents are killing it. And then some agents are laying bit fat, bit fat eggs, right? And guess who gets blamed all the time in the real estate industry industry if something's not going right? Usually it's the coach or the mentor. You know, they get thrown under the best. Ah, that coaching is sucked or that coach, they're weak or whatever it is. But as as real estate professionals, we have to take responsibility for our part. So I see that. You know, these groups, these agent groups, they get together, some with the same coaching program, some kill it, some don't. But here's the interesting part. Some that are struggling, instead of like stepping back and assess that, hey, is this the best program from, for me? They just go along with the flow. They, they keep doing it. They're failing, 
They're not raising their hand to say that they're, they're needing help. And they're still paying for a service that's not serving, serving them. And this all could have been avoided if once you jump in and, you know, jump into the situation and you go, wait a minute, this teacher, this coach, I'm not feeling the coach. Now, there's a difference between not feeling the coach and the coach is telling you exactly what you need to know <laughs> and you just aren't comfortable with it. And I wanted to, you know, to share that a good coach there should be a point where that coach is pushing every button you have. Everything that's going to make you feel uncomfortable, that's going to make you run and hide, that's going to make you stick your, your head in the sand. And it's probably going to make you think that this one, this coach is not the person for me. That's a different than a coach that's just not working for you. But if that coach or mentor is has found your combination on how you've been able to hide all this time and they're making you feel extremely uncomfortable, that's probably exactly the person you need to work with. Because I, uh, some of you guys know I'm a triathlete and I have a coach that's extremely analytical. And uh, there was a time where he gave me a program and I follow it, but in the race, I do what I want to do. Like, why would I take all this time to, you know, follow his plan? And then we get in the race. I got this figured out, coach. I, I got this. And then when I fell horribly, I look at look at the coach and go, I don't know what happened. <laughs> right? I don't know what happened. I was. It felt good. And he always he give me that look. Because everything that I do is measured and it's sent back to this system that we use. He can look at my data and tell if I follow the plan. And usually at some point, the artist did not follow the plan. And guess what? The artist failed horribly. So like I said, if you have a coach and he's pushing those buttons or she is pushing those buttons, that's a good thing. Uh, so yeah, yeah, she's been talking about this. How do you learn? How do you learn? Like, what are some of the things I can do to, you know, make sure that I'm actually putting myself in the best position to get the information that I need? So I have five things that I can help you that that they're not the only five. These are just five that I'm going to go over today that can help you just get a little more efficient or a, a better understanding of how should I go about getting this information in my brain in a way where I can take the appropriate course of action. Because we're not just talking about being headstrong with, it, with information and having all this knowledge and doing absolutely nothing with it. We're not talking about that. We want to talk about how can I get this information that's going to help me get off my you-know-what Put one foot in front of each, one foot in front of each other to eventually get to the goal. So, number one. Now, this is an honest assessment. This is you. You have to be honest with yourself about this. And number one is, what is your attention span? Like, like honestly, how long can you pay attention? <laughs> you may sound like, what do you mean, guys? I can pay. No, that's no, you can't. 
stop, stop lying, especially right now. Everybody has a little touch of ADD, some more than others. So if it's 10 minutes, 20 minutes, 30 minutes, if you can go a whole hour without being distracted, you a bad mama jamma. Uh, but this is important because at that point where your attention, our attention span is no longer present, nothing is happening at that point. I want you to understand that. <laughs> if you're a 15 minute kind of gal or kind of guy, and, and after that 15 minutes, just because you open up your eyes wider, that doesn't mean that you're paying attention. You know, have you ever been in a classroom or in a seminar and you just you open up the eyes wider, just like, oh, I'm really getting no, it's over. Go <laughs> take a break. Uh, and this is really important that uh, you just find out, OK, how long can I pay attention? So if you sign up on some kind of program where you got to like, you know, pay attention for like 45 minutes straight or 50 minutes straight, you we'll have to figure out how are you going to manage that? Because if you just go through that whole 50 minutes, just grinding it out, once again, putting your mind and your soul through that meat grinder for, for 50 minutes, chances are you're not going to get all the information you need. And you're just going to walk away with the fragment of that presentation because guess what? Your attention span was 15 minutes. It went for 45 minutes. So there was a 30-minute period where your body was there, but your mind was somewhere else. It was probably singing like me, you know, Nikolai Volkov. I don't know. It could be anywhere. Uh-huh. Uh, number two, what type of audio delivery works for you. Like for some people, they prefer like a nice, but, you know, a nice stern, but, you know, direct voice and a calm and, you know, uh, relaxing. People like to receive. There's nothing wrong with that. Absolutely nothing wrong with that. But for a person like me, when it's too relaxing or it's too calm, I, my brain doesn't click on. It doesn't activate it. I start to go to sleep. It's not that that person is boring or I'm like this special dude. It's just, I'm just, I recognize this. So I'm saying like, if you can handle that type of delivery, great. Me personally, I'm a David Goggins kind of guy. I don't mind if like some spit were to fly around the room and it land on my cheek and a couple of F-bomb grenades was thrown. I'm like, yeah, let's go. Let's do this, right? Uh, I didn't start there. I, I started with the, you know, the calm voice because I was fragile. But then I realized after, at, you know, after I got better at learning and taking an appropriate course of action, my skin and my character is started needing, you know, more stimulation to keep me going. So once again, I'm not judging. I'm just saying, where are you at on that spectrum? Where are you on that spectrum right now? Or is this things going on in your life where you just need it to be calmer and, and softer? Or are you a hard head and you just need someone to just put that royal foot somewhere where it's going to get stuck for a while and you might need that delivery? I don't know what works for you. I know what works for me. I'm just putting it out there. All right. Uh, let me see. Oh, 
duration of whatever you're learning. Are you a semester style where you can, you know, you like it broken up a little bit over time? Or do you like, you know, the quarterly version a little bit faster, but, you know, but not semester? Or are you one of those like 75 day, 30 day, two week challenge type of person where you need everything all at once, just crash course, hit me over the head with it and I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna take that information and run with it. Now you see, there's three different. I just talked about, you know, the the audio delivery, the the time in which you're enrolled in whatever class. Is it long? Is it short? All these things are extremely important depending on how you're wired. Extremely important. Um, and then also the the fourth one is, do you do better in groups? I mean, some people actually thrive getting their information in a group setting. Like, you know, I mentioned those agent buddy-buddy groups where everyone's laughing and they're doing, you know, doing stuff together and they're bouncing ideas off each other. Well, for some people, I mean, whether you know it or not, I'm extremely introverted. I just learned how to act, you know, I learned how to, you know, not be as intimidated by expressing myself to, you know, a, a bigger group of people. Um, but there are people that thrive in groups and there are people who thrive rolling solo. There's nothing wrong with rolling solo. But if you're a person that does better doing solo when it comes to learning, you know, important information, but we put ourselves in a group setting, what happens is internally we get turned off and we get so overwhelmed by all the stimulation that, you know, once again, we're there, but we're not present and we're really not taking in the information. So ask yourself, are you a group group person or you do better learning solo? And once you get it, then you can come into the group setting. Or once you get in the group setting, then you can roll back and bring it back and go solo. I don't know what your com your combination is. I'm just putting it on your radar. And this is number five. I'm only going to do five. I think this is extremely important. Enroll, enroll in a course or find a course that teaches you how to take proper notes. Like people... It's funny. I'm one of those persons that, you know, I take notes, but I know there's a better way of doing it. You know, I'm just saying, because I'm looking, I see, you know, we go to these seminars and everyone has notes and you look at some people's notes. You're like, damn, you can write a book with that, you know, like, Whoo! and then I look at mine. I'm like, I, I can't read what I wrote. Like, what did he say right there? Like, can you read this? I'm asking somebody next to me. Can you read what I just wrote down? Like, oh, man, like. This is garbage, you know what I'm saying? And I spent all this time writing it down and I can't even go back to the lab and, and, and implement it. So you might be one of those good note takers. I have no idea. I realize I'm one of those guys that is learning how to take better notes because my I have a super active brain. I already told you that, you know, uh, I'm singing 
the Russian national anthem in my head on the way to the office. And, but then I'm also doing cartwheels over here about something else, just feeling really, you know, silly. And I think there's nothing wrong with that. It's like, I'm an adult. I think, yes, uh, I'll be 48 years, 48, 48 years old this year, married for 20 years. My, my kids are 23 and 18. And, you know, I do adult stuff and like pay the bills and save money and build for the future. Sometimes I just need to act a fool because that helps me feel good, you know? But at the same time, I have to learn all this information to be a better person, to be a stronger leader, to be a better business person. And that just doesn't happen by osmosis. It does require us to be present in that process in a way that we've never been before, especially in the world that we live in right now with, you know, all these distractions and all these things pulling on us. So if we took a couple of steps back and refined how we, the best way for us to learn, I mean, for me internally, I'm already feeling just a lot more calmer knowing that. I don't have to force feed a method of learning a a particular topic like I've done in the past. You know, there's ways where I can figure out how to do it better. And, you know, there was one of these uh, conferences that I was at and the guy said he has more than 24 hours in a day. He has like 1,800 200, I forgot how many hours. Basically, he was saying he had his 24 hours plus all the the 24 hours of each person in his network. That's how many hours he had in a day. So think about that. We We have, depending on what your network is, you have all these other people on your network that probably do it a whole lot better than you. So that means you don't have to figure it out or you don't have to like start from scratch or be go to Flintstone mode and build the wheel all over again, right? And then you can go, oh, wait a minute. Here I am going to sleep to this lesson when I need to turn up the volume or, or maybe get some spit thrown at me, you know what I mean? And, and light up this party a little bit. Um, and then too, you know, you might be introvert, but yet you're, forcing yourself to do the group thing and it just simply hasn't worked for 10 years but yeah you find yourself still trying to do it it's okay to roll solo especially if you are trying to get some information that's going to enhance your business enhance your life enhance your relationships um so i feel better now that so when i come on here in 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 the future if i'm feeling a little <laughs> little hyphy i'm just going to get it out that way i'm not sitting here trying to be good on good behavior when i feel like i just want to just go run through that wall and then come back and get started so uh, i really hope that you guys got some some information or got some you know some nuggets uh that you can help today And, you know, I have some serious things on my plate today. I'm learning a whole bunch of stuff. I'm learning how to be an empty nester now that my kids are are out the house. You know, I am learning how to be a better husband, even though 
I've been with my wife for 25 years. You know what I mean? Like I'm learning how to keep the fire, how to keep the dream alive right now. You know what I'm saying? So, <laughs> man, but you know what? I, I want to make it fun and forget like being in the classroom and, and Charlie Brown and listening to the wah, 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 for a whole hour and a half. Hell no. I'm good with that. So, I hope you guys have an amazing day. Thank you for listening. And I'll I'll see you soon. Boom! If you'd like more information or to get connected to the Agent Power Huddle, join our free Facebook group. This call was designed for the agents in our EXP organization, but open to any agent from any brokerage. If you're a guest and you're interested in learning more about EXP or our specific resources within the Agent Collective, reach out to the person who invited you to this call to get more info. Produced by the Agent Collective Media Network.